What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is your man's showing up 71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. Y'all. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 161 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy. What's going on, man? Hey, not much as usual. Um, actually, there was a, lot, a few things going on. Uh, did did some yard work. It was a beautiful day, so I went out and did some weed whacking. So it was good. The weeds did not stand a chance. And uh, I'm trying to get my yard in shape because it looks like a mess. Well, it's not that bad, but but it definitely can stand to use some TLC. <laughs> so, and that's what we're doing. So indeed, indeed. Ooh, uh, no yard person, dedicated yard. Oh person. no, 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 no. It it would to to get it to a spot that needs to be where it needs to be. It would take forever. And so we're gonna actually do some. Uh, uh, it's called xeroscaping, I think it's what it's called, in which it's going to use uh, rocks. So a lot of rocks and a lot of succulents. That way, it's they're drought resistant. That way, uh, we can save some money on the on the front yard. Backyard's going to have grass though. I want. I miss. I miss uh, grass. I've, I've missed grass for a long time uh, living in San Francisco. So now that I'm in the burbs, it's all about the grass in the backyard. But I want to share the grass. It's my grass. I don't want to share with anybody. It's, it's my not grass. that wacky tobacco grass either. <laughs> Oh, I I don't need to grow that stuff. So so, so when people tell gamers they need to go outside and touch grass, you'll actually be able to do it. Huh? Yup, <laughs> outside. Like, what's up, punks? <laughs> All right, of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. You, you, you. Yeah. He is the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's up, man? Not much, man. Uh, just enjoying this wonderful weekend day. Got back from the mall. You know, everyone loves the mall. So, you know. Why are you yeah. going to a mall in 2022, sir? Going to go get some pants. So, <laughs> you know, because my pants are like, you know, you know, because of all this weight loss, I'm, I'm needing some new Levi's. So, you know. Obviously, I'm not going there to walk up and down the the, the links of the mall, but I wound up you know, going just the J.C. Penney's. You know, everyone loves pennies. It's the modern day Monkey Wards. So you know, so, and, uh, this is J.C. Penney. Stopping by because you know J.C. Penney's is like uh, kind of an old relic, like Sears, Montgomery Wards, and you know, you know, you, you know, we're gonna blink and it's gonna be out of out of there. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, went there, you know, went to a GameStop uh, and, uh, you know, gra- grabbed a cookie. I actually had a cheated a little bit, a chocolate chip cookie at the, at the mall. So, you know, it's a good time. So good stuff. I always wind up feeling old when I go to the mall now. It's just like there's there's nothing there but a bunch of teeny boppers. Yep. Just, you got just it. bouncing into each other as you walk, trying to make your way down the down the hallway. It's like, oh my gosh, I, I'd hate to think I actually acted like that when I was 16, 17 years old, but I probably did. <laughs> We're oblivious, man. I don't know. I, every, every time I went to fashion fair, it was all about going to Tilt, 
because you yeah. know it's one of the only reason to go there and then obviously go and go to software etc and there used to be this mom and pop video game place called G&G back in the day and way back in the day at that mall too i remember going to woolworths a lot and picking up like atari 5200 games on the cheap and like you know going to the warehouse i think desmond could relate i think he worked at the warehouse at one point in his life but i did yes i remember the warehouse i actually could never get a job working there at the mall i don't know it's like i applied to like a bunch of stores over there when i you know right after i graduated from high school was never able to get in because i gosh i think i might have put in three or four applications into uh what was that toy store um kb kb toy and hobby yeah <laughs> i remember kb yeah I like KB. that was fun. They, were one, they were one of the last places that i can remember um uh, that still had a fairly decent collection of like Intellivision and, and Atari VCS games that were being blown out. Uh, they I, And of course, that was another place I was intended to go. And, oh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll get around to checking out. And of course, I never did. But <laughs> yeah, that, that reminds me of that. When you mentioned the mall, it just brought back that memory of trying to get a job because I didn't want to didn't want to work at a work at a fast food restaurant. But uh, all right, well, well, this isn't the old man memories podcast. This is actually <laughs> misty watercolor memories. This is actually a gaming podcast. And speaking of gaming, we're going to talk. That is going to be our first topic on our docket, in which we talk about what we've been playing, commonly called the playlist. So Des, why don't you kick things off first, man? What you been playing? All righty. Well, a lot of the old stuff, you know, that I've been playing for the last couple of times that we've checked in. So more Spider-Man, still a fantastic game. Have not, uh, I'm about uh, 50% of it. I keep forgetting how much the game opens up as you as you progress in it. But it's still fun. Uh, still fantastic. Looks great remastered. Um, but yeah, I'm plugging away at it. Uh, still playing Outriders, uh, not as much as before as other games have kind of come in, but still trying very hard to get to uh, the end game with this next character again. That way, I have two characters in order to play when the new uh, DLC or when the new uh, expansion comes out. So, still trying to play that. Uh, during our game night, uh, we played Lost Ark, and so that was a lot of fun playing that with Joe. And uh, Searching Fire, they uh, they both, you know, Searching Fire jumped in and we were able to play. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun um, running around together. Um, we, we did a couple of dungeons, did a couple of, uh, it, they were called um, treasure maps. There's like these, or uh, hidden maps, or hidden dungeon maps. And so you're, there's these, they're called hidden dungeon maps, sorry. And there's this uh, monster, this big baddie that's on usually some of the fields. I, I, I personally like how the, the game is set up. Like you go to, it's individual, it's not an open world game. You, you basically go into uh, sections and the section is, is broken up into different uh, different uh, areas. And then you go to different areas and you meet people. And then it's a very, very linear quest. And then you do something in, the, in that little region 
which isn't too big. And then you go on to the next and then you go on to the next and so on and so forth. So you're just in there just enough to get the stuff done that you need to do. And, and, you know, fight the big boss, um, get some more gear and then keep going. So I, I like the progression system. I know with most MMOs, uh, or especially online games, um, like, you know, big MMOs, free MMOs, um, that the time until you get to level cap is just kind of the intro, quote unquote, where you're basically grinding. So this game doesn't feel like grinding to me, at least not yet. Um, I hear that there's grinding towards the end, but once we get there, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. But but suffice to say, I found my character. I haven't created any more characters. I like the Paladin, and that's the one that I'm running with, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, and then when it gets to your turn, Joe, you can talk a little bit about your stuff. But... Um, and then I've uh, been playing a lot of stuff with uh, Joe. We started playing uh, Totoken Kiwami. <laughs> well, he was playing Totoken Kiwami. I was playing Totoken too because he said, I want to play Totoken. And I'm like, okay. And so I didn't really realize which one he wanted to play. And I thought he wanted to play two, but he wanted to play Kiwami. And I was just like, okay. And so I started, so we both started playing it. And so I'm sitting here playing Todekin 2, and he's playing Todekin Kiwami, and we're talking about it. And he's like, oh, I wish I could do this. And I'm like, well, I could do it. I wonder why you can't do it. And I'm saying, oh, these, you know, it looks really good on the PS5. And he's like, it does look really good, but we're not talking about the same thing. It's really funny. And then something happened, and then and then we kind of realized, oh, no, Joe was like, there's not a lot of stuff about about how the graphics were done for uh ps5 uh for uh, oh i was looking i was looking to see as far as if there's any like you know frame rate test if it's uncapped and And graphical upgrades yeah and and there was there isn't so so then i was just like and so and then he says to me but there's a lot more stuff on the on the on the uh uh cool uh about about totokin 2 but not not stuff about kwame and i'm like but aren't we playing Totokin 2? And he's like, no, we're playing Kwame. And I was like, no, I'm playing Totokin 2. And he's like, what? And so, <laughs> and so we were just like this funny thing. We we're both playing this. It was very silly. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. And so Who's we... Who's on first? Yeah, exactly. It was a very weird like conversation. And then, But once we realized what was really happening, we were like, okay, so which were we going to play? And he's just like, okay, let's play Kwame. And I said, okay. So we ended up both downloading uh the other game but then we started playing kwami together and and both of the games are really good uh tell 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 the folks why we were we wanted to play kwami or totokin uh joe uh let me i i i think this is a very interesting uh reason why why you why you wanted to let us know well it's just a simple fact that i was uh, I think a few months ago I started, you know, because I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, this particular YouTuber, Gaijin Hunter. I think you, everyone knows him from yep. YouTube as far as if you're in the Monster Hunter and whatnot, because, you know, he around Monster Hunter 3 and whatnot got introduced to the game and he lives in Japan. And so he started to do a lot of YouTube tutorial videos and so on and so forth. So he's been kind of the one of the mainstays in the community for a long time. And so, you know, right now he's, he's at kind of a lull a little bit. And so he was getting around to playing some of the um, Monster Hunter inspired games on the PS Vita and also on the PS2. And so he went to a big deal where he was playing the 10 of Soul Sacrifice on the Vita. 
on here, but then he yeah, started, started messing around, started messing around with uh, Todekin Kawami a bit, and he really was enjoying himself, and he was actually producing content for this game like years and years after the fact on there. So that kind of put a little seed in my brain because, you know, last time I played this game was back in 2015 on there. I think we all played it, I believe, you know, way back when. I'm not sure if you played it, Kev, but I know me and Desmond did for sure. Yeah, I played on there. Kevin. Yeah, because yeah. I know we played a, a lot more grouped up together playing Todekin 2 as well. But, uh, you know, part, part of my reason why I picked this game up now, though, is because, um, you know, we talked the last episode about Babylon's Fall, and I just got, had a chance to just barely load up the game. But it got me into a mode, and this is going to go more into Babylon, my overall impressions of the Babylon's Fall demo. So, uh, the game itself, uh, from what I um, played, I mean, obviously it still needs work on there, and I could definitely see the detriment as far as the graphical presentation. The, so uh, we're talking about Babylon's Fall now. Yeah. Okay, so I make sure I'm I'm on the same page. <laughs> okay, well I'll, I'll finish up with Kiwami. You know, Kiwami, uh, we only played it like last night for a little bit, and so. But um, the whole reason why I was I was thinking to myself, okay, this game uh, that Gaijin Hunter was talking about about a couple months ago, maybe about six to eight weeks ago, um, just put that seed in my mind. And so I even mentioned it to Kev, I think, uh, I think three, four weeks ago about the, possibly going back to this game and you were open to it on there. But, uh, you know, I am going to, you know, basically look at this and, you know, kind of try to extract more value out of it and try to enjoy more of the gameplay because, you know, I do like Monster Hunter. I do like hunting games and, you know, something, you know, now that I, you know, can be playing the latest and greatest at the moment, uh, I'm looking at my back catalog and I think Todekin, Kiwami in particular, and also Todekin 2 is being something that, you know, might, you know, cue my interest for further playthroughs on there. So, but um, just to Thank you for putting me back on track, Desmond. So, but uh, yeah, that's my overall thing about uh, Tudukin Kiwami. So, yeah, no, I agreed. I I really had forgotten how good this game was. It is, and it really gives it that old school Monster Hunter vibe. So, if you're if you are looking for a Monster Hunter like game, and you uh, until you know the what is it? Uh, what's the new one coming out? Sun something other. Or, oh, uh, Sunbreak. Yeah, when so when if you're waiting for until Sunbreak comes, you know both Todekin, Kiwami, and Todekin Two are both well worth your time. They look great. Uh, we will probably end up playing it during uh, game night, maybe, maybe not. Really don't know, but uh, we will definitely talk about about it, about it more. I I really forgot how good you know they they were, and they do look really good. Uh, they do look really good. Um, you know, I think they're, I think, I personally think they are up-resed because, and everything just looks very smooth. Um, so on to the Babylon's Fall demo that uh, Joe was uh, talking about a little bit earlier. Want to give a little bit more information about that. Joe and I did play it, and we did beat the demo. And uh, I was, you know, playing it because Joe likes the game, and and I like and I like I like the combat. I think the combat is 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 I think the combat is fun. Um, 
And there's a lot of nuances to the combat that I didn't realize until I actually went to the help menu because the game does not give you anything. You you literally have to go to the the help menu to see what is actually going on with the with the weapons. And personally, I do think that that's a bit of a uh, a bad thing. I think the game should tell you how to do it in game instead of just you know because it was nothing in the in the manual or anything that told you. It literally was just you dropped in and then you got and you got to figure it out. You know, good luck, peace out. And I was just like, so. But I did some research and I found out, and and that added that added a little bit more dimension to it. Plus, in the demo, you're not able to do any kind of enhancements to your weapons or to um, or to create or craft anything. So there is a little bit more depth to the game, and I'm like, okay, like that's that that's cool and all, but again, the main thing that just doesn't really work for me in the game is the art style that they chose for it. And I was talking to Joe about this, and Joe was saying, well, it's it's you know it's a it's an artistic you know choice that they did with it. It's artistic choice, and I'm like, mm, is it really, or are they just trying to hide that they couldn't you know upres it or or make the graphics better? And then I went in, I took that and I went in, I did some research, and sure enough, that it, it was a it was they took that and that was a uh the the way it looks, and they that was a, a stylistic choice to make it look like. Uh, oil paintings, and I guess the, from the closed beta, the graphics were even more muddy. You know, it was a little bit more muddy to make it even more like paint-like, quote unquote. And I'm thinking, okay, um, I'm not seeing it. Exactly, it just looks like an ugly ass game to me. Yeah. So, but that's <laughs> but that's why when the cutscenes are are supposed to be uh, like paintings, and the paintings slowly move and stuff, and that's what it's supposed to look like. And I'm like. Yeah, aesthetically, it did not work, and and I think the reason why for me the the the, the combat works is when you're looking in the combat, um, it looks a little bit better, but the cutscenes just don't. It's just not what's it. So so I'm I'm really at a in a conundrum because I'm like, you know, the game the game at its core I think is I think it's I think it's pretty fun, but the presentation is just not it's just not there and, and it's funny i was really brought back to to reading comic books uh because there are comic books where the story is fantastic but the art just doesn't, doesn't fit the story or something and so i'm thinking like is this one of those things where because sometimes i'll read comics with art that i don't like because i really enjoy the story or the action of what's going on and i'm not really sure if i'm there with Babylon's Fall. I do know that I will not be paying uh, full price for the game. I just, I just can't, I can't do that with all of the games coming out. So, at this point, I probably will end up buying it on a, on like a deep, deep discount or something, um, and then play it and see what happens and see if they're able to add stuff to it. But I don't know. And then, and then there's the whole thing about the the the, the seasons and and the battle passes and all that stuff like that. And and I really don't like that that's become a mainstay for for games as a service, especially if you're paying sixty dollars for a game. To pay more to get more content just seems, you know, like a nickel and dime kind of thing. And I think it's really egregious if you're if you're if you have to pay for the game to do it. It just I don't know. It just it just doesn't doesn't sit well in my soul so 
So I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with Babylon's Fall at this point. I think I'm just going to put it on the back burner and let it be. But I don't. I don't have a. Like I probably won't be playing it anymore until until the time I actually get it. So you probably won't be hearing much from me about it in a while. But but that's what I've been playing, and I think that's a great segue into Joe's uh, playlist because we pretty much have the same things, and I know he has some thoughts about Babylon's Fall as well. So why don't you take over, Joe? Yeah, uh, just to kind of uh, talk about Balbon's Fall. I know last episode I was probably the least versed because I didn't play too much, I think, of it. Uh, I was uh, trying to get the um, Square Enix account linked, which was a pain in the ass at the beginning of my playthrough. And then I think we only like played like one, maybe two maps before we recorded last episode, episode 160. And so I got a chance to really dig into the demo a little bit more. And I kind of got these feelings of it kind of relating to a game similar. And this is almost like um, Dreamcast memories of playing Fantasy Star Online, Fantasy Star Universe on the PlayStation 2 on there. And it kind of reminds me of a, you know, a four-player dungeon-crawling action RPG in the same vein as Fantasy Star Online. And so... You know, graphics aside, you know, like we talked about last episode as well, that this game kind of looks like a later era PS2 game or PS3 game on there. You know, I think the graphical fidelity is kind of similar to a game like maybe, and this is a game that we've all played in the past, Ragnarok Odyssey Ace, if you remember that on the PlayStation 3. So it's kind of in that oh same God. game, probably a little bit uglier than even that game. So on there but you know i started digging into the gameplay and the gameplay you know you got your you know um couple of weapon slots on here uh, both as light and heavy and then you got your two extra weapons on the triggers it's kind of similar to the combat in near automata a bit on there with the four different uh, possibilities and the combinations and i enjoyed messing around doing some range characters like throwing a bow up on my like light primary and then um throwing like a uh, mace or a hammer on my hard and then obviously throwing a wand up uh, as one of my um, auxiliary attacks and then obviously throwing up a shield on there and i've been like doing some mixing and matching on there um and then also messing with the gear of course and getting a feel for as far as the different weapon sets and whatnot you know one thing that they don't advertise but it's in the store is that they have starter kits for particular play styles that you could pick up pretty cheaply. So you could like, you know, fire up demo and then buy those different starter kits that which will come with both armor and also weapons that kind of, you know, kind of play through like a range character, a magic user, uh, more of a heavy tanky type and more of a like more of a like a mid range, like, you know, sword and and bow type user on there more like a ranger if we would say if you're playing you know classic D or whatnot and so i just started looking at that um you know obviously it, a lot of the you know there was confusion too at the beginning of, with last episode of how do we party up together you know it's the usual unfortunate bad japanese designed ui and you know bad ui is bad ui but you know this kind of relates to a like a later era ps2 ps3 game where we had to figure out with other games including i would say monster hunter games in the past and other games like this how 
the online worked, how you partied together, so on and so forth. And so uh, because I had that previous experience of messing with these type of uh, games in the same genre, that's why uh, I've kind of taken to it, you know, and, uh, you know, I've gotten enough to where I've gone signed in. I've gotten into, um, you know, obviously to some quick matches with randoms, you know, you go in and out of each mission pretty quickly on there. Um, it's usually like about five, 10 minutes for a playthrough through a particular section of a dungeon. So it's just quick in, quick out gameplay on there. Um, but like Des says, the cutscenes are kind of rough still. The graphical fidelity in this game is, you know, I hate to say it kind of ugly, but I realized what they were trying to do. It, like I said to him before, I definitely believe they made an artistic choice because obviously you got this game on PC and on Steam on here. And so if they really wanted to push up the ante, you know, I, I was talking to Desmond last night about this, you know, if they were going for a Japanese motif, you know, they would aim for something like Okami or Muramasa or something, but those games are beautiful. This game's kind of just like, you know, I hate to say it, just a bunch of muddy, muddy, like ass looking graphics. And <laughs> I could look beyond the graphical style. I'm kind of just kind of rolling with it. I've just kept uh, like modifying my, um, my player, my avatar a bit and um, you know, kind of just, you know, it's like, you know, you putting lipstick on a pig, but guess what? You know, you putting lipstick on a pig, that's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and some of the cutscenes are just, I don't like the fact that, you know, what they do is they go through these like oil paintings on the wall and they go back and forth. And I know, um, especially if you're playing the game and playing these missions, or if you're with someone playing these missions for the first time, you cannot skip the cutscenes on here. It's only if they all, everyone in the party decides to skip the cutscenes. So, kind of that Monster Hunter World kind of thing, where if uh, you know if one person in your party can't, you know, has to watch the cutscene, you're stuck watching the cutscene. You know, back in Monster Hunter World, it was the point that you couldn't join your fellow party member that you want to join with until they finish watching the cutscene. This game, you have to actually watch the cutscene again. So, and granted, the cutscene's not too long, but you know, that's another quality of life thing that could be worked on. But, uh, you know, all intents and purposes, you know, is this worth $60? No, it's not. Um, because of all that gas that they threw in it. If this game came out 60 bucks where there was no like battle pass and no, you know, uh, extra stuff on top and just came in as like a PSO game, you know, type type title. Uh, Monster Hunter, you know, maybe in the in the PS2 era title, <laughs> something that even though, you know, other people out there say it might not be worth 60 bucks, I would throw my 60 bucks at this because I want to play. In fact, I, you know, if I had, had the ability to be able to go and buy this, I'd probably go and buy it. But I'm going to wait, you know, like Desmond stated, is going to see after May 1st and see if this is heavily discounted or thrown in a um, kind of situation because you know this game's going to bomb. It's already kind of gotten the minutia out there in the, in the internet that everyone's just making fun of it, even though they've never bothered to play it. So, you know, I know, Kev, you played it and you have an honest opinion about it. I know other people have played it and kind of, you know, given their opinion as well. Um, I know, like, you know, other outlets like Giant Bomb has said, like, this game is, like, horrible. There's other people saying, like, you know, they can't wait for the Matt McMuscles 
YouTube video on it. It's like, you know, what happened with this cluster F of, of, of uh, development cycle? And, uh, you know, we're researching this a little bit more, just like Des was researching and looking into the battle system and whatnot. I was, you know, looking into a little bit more about the game. I know that even though this is a Platinum production, that these are younger developers at Platinum that are working on this. So maybe this is some of the team's first game that they've ever developed and it's you know i hate to say it, platinum's kind of been hit and miss hot and cold on this and i definitely think it's gonna hit cold for a lot of people out there even though i've kind of enjoyed it you know so i don't know if you have any more thoughts desmond on this but uh, that's pretty much babylon's fall for me in a nutshell so um no I think I mean they're adding a whole bunch of stuff during the until May. So um if you look, um I follow a YouTuber called I think his name is Hazan, uh, a European streamer, and he's following the coverage for this. And they gave a roadmap. So you can look at the roadmap and see what they're adding. And so they're adding a lot of a lot of different stuff. <clears throat> it's all uh well they have duels where you fight monsters and other different ways that you have to fortify so they have different play they have different play uh events or different play yeah like like crucible and prison of elders and stuff like that so they'll have different uh, different uh activities that you can do that yeah. are coming that, that they're slowly rolling out but at the same time i don't know if, if that's going to be enough so. Yeah, I know the splash screen that you sign on to the demo. There is a event coming up this weekend. In fact, I think tomorrow for people that actually own the game to fight against a particular dragon, I believe. So there yeah. are some live service elements to this game as well. So, so. On there, but, but no, that's all for me regarding Babylon's Fall. I mean, I wish it the best. I don't know if it's going to get that, but but we'll see. Yeah. That's so, pr pretty yeah. much as far as anything else I've been playing. Uh, you know, we played Lost Ark during game night. Uh, we played for quite a bit of time. We played uh, for at least three and a half hours on there. So, and it's just, I then played it uh, until the Thursday prior prior game night. So, I mean, it might be a game night game, but you know, it's uh, I want to mix it up a little bit for next game night on there. But uh, I'm gonna I'm still dabble in Lost Ark. It kind of scratches that ARPG itch. I just wish the uh, MMO bits would like you know <laughs> go away. Mm -hmm. but, but I definitely enjoy imparting up with uh, people, and I think there's enough emphasis and it plays decently enough on the controller to keep uh you know plugging away and then i think we only played outriders once this past week but you know i still want to plug in plug through and, and get get her done on that plus all the other games you know i know john bt joined us for a, a second and was asking me how my progression ratchet and clank has been it's like all the games i've been meaning to play are kind of slow rolling and i need to get back on the horn so this that's what this weekend's going to be about so that's all for me Right. Well, for me, as, as mine has been a really slow, uh, very short week because I've been playing the, the game of overtime. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I really don't have much to talk about other than, um, well, I played a little bit of Horizon. I really haven't made that much progression, although I did fight a Trauma Tusk, and that was a, that was a lot of fun. The Trauma Tusk is that giant uh, zoid elephant that has been you know if you get the 
if you got the uh, uh, super the greatest edition, you got the Trauma Tusk model with the alloy to scale, and it's that big elephant or woolly mammoth looking uh, machine, and that was that was actually kind of fun. Uh, the um, so, but I, because I haven't really made that much progress in the game from where I last left off because like the trauma tusk was like the the first thing that the next thing I did and after that it was like okay I've I've I've, I've got to go <laughs> go to sleep so that's really all I've played and it just hasn't been a whole lot the only other thing that I've done is I completed the Punisher series on Netflix before it it, it gets lost in the uh, the uh, murky swamp of Disney, and I'm mm -hmm. glad I did because um, the Punisher. I don't. I thought I, it, of all of the. Well, I haven't seen all of them. I haven't. Uh, the only one I started watching, uh, uh, Power Man. But I lost interest in that after the first season. That's really the only that's Punisher is the only is the second and only other Marvel series that I've watched, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I'm a I, this this series I don't think is probably going to go anywhere under under the House of Mouse leadership. Uh, he's too problematic. Punisher's too problematic. You got a you got a, a dude who solves all his problems by shooting people in the face. That's that ain't gonna fly in at Disney in 2022. So I'm glad. I know they've said that that the series is going to show up back on Disney is going to be on Disney Plus sometime in mid March. But I don't think I would be surprised if they continue with the series. It, but it's three seasons. If you haven't seen it, I highly suggest it. It's very good. And um, yeah, it, Punisher has always been, when I was into comics, the Punisher was one of my favorites back in the day. So uh, seeing it play out on in, a, in series form on Netflix, I think they did the source material really good. But that's really it for my for my gaming i i had intended to get into my evercade vs it's still in the box <laughs> mm. so uh my plan is to is to be able to jump on this sometime this weekend so by next episode i'll have a if nothing if not a complete review then at least an impression of the system because i i do really want to get into it but that's it for me with regards to my playlist this past week so our next topic on the docket is going to be the main event. All right, Dez, you got the mic, man. All righty. <clears throat> so uh, thank you, everybody, the first and foremost, uh, for uh, who did, who commented on this. We really appreciate um, your responses. So my question for this event, so for this uh, episode is, with the release of Elder Ring, what are your thoughts on uh, the difficulty level of games? Are you all for super hard, brutal, and punishing games, or would you like a more calmer 
gaming experience. And we had a few people come in and give us their thoughts. Uh, Crucial Chase on Discord says, I don't like something being hard just for the sake of being hard. Agreed. That said, I do like well-crafted fair challenge. I do want to feel like a badass <laughs> because life is hard enough. Uh, that said, I don't want to just one-shot everything and basically be a god. I want to be the Terminator, not god. Um, I agree with that. I definitely... Um, how, there's a, there's something to be said about power fantasies and even and and you know uh, games video games are are escapists you know they're, they're escapist fantasies that you go through and i think one of the things that 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 game developers have to do is balance that challenge versus that reward as well because again these are all uh escapist experiences and in most and in most rpgs you want to escape into a fantasy world and you want to be the hero. So at some point, I'm I'm the type of person that really likes to play a game and, you know, and then get to a point where where I do feel like, you know, I'm truly a badass, you know, almost God level. And I think that's only certain games have done that. I think um, uh, there's only, you can only name a couple of uh, games on, on like your, on like your your hand in which the game actually allowed you to to literally become a god by playing it you know the the game of the, the god of war games are like that um there was one game uh oh my god i can't remember it it's one of your favorite games kev and it was one of my favorite games as well uh something fist god fist god hand god hand sorry God hand made you feel like a badass at the at the end of that game because of all of the stuff that you did. So and that game was pretty hard. Um, uh, but once you got to a certain place, you know, you are just like leveling people. And and I, I have to say some of that stuff does feel pretty good, pretty, pretty good. Um, so Chaffee the Sour Patch Kid at Ale Toffee on Twitter says, my day-to-day life is already a wild challenge, so I have no interest in being more stressed out during my game time. I typically play in normal mode and avoid Souls-like games. So, yeah, I don't really play too many Souls-like games. I'm mostly going to play Elden Ring because I think it's a little bit more scaled down, a little bit more fair. And I I, I put my fair in, like, quotes. <laughs> but um, I do think that it's a bit more... Uh, of a well-rounded experience plus um you can you can multiplayer with people so hopefully joe and i you know can double team on some of these you know tower these like 10 foot you know 10 or 12 foot monsters you know maybe kevin can get in there as well but but for the most part yeah i stay away from souls games uh what about you kev are you a are you typically someone who likes super challenging i know you really like uh sekiro you know, but but were you a demon, a demon souls, uh, a, a demon souls, or a or a bloodborne fan? No, because I don't like stamina bars. Okay. And that 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 series is known for stamina. I'll, that's why I stopped. <laughs> I couldn't get into uh, Neo because of the stamina bar. And of course, Elden Ring has a stamina bar, but I'm going to go ahead and play this game anyway at at some point after I finish. Uh, forbidden west but but yeah uh that i didn't play Bud, bloodborne for the same reason i tried it on uh i was over at damon's my buddy damon's and this is when it was fairly new 
and I started playing it and I get so involved. The reason I, I don't like the stamina bars because I get so engrossed in the combat that I just ignore, I wind up ignoring it. And then I getting ready to land that killer blow and my dudes uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of catch his yeah. breath and I, and I wind up getting killed. So that's why Sekiro really hit home with me because I didn't have to worry about a stamina bar. You know, it was not a traditional Souls-like game because it didn't have that damn stamina bar. So I could just folk completely immerse myself in the combat, learning the tales of the, the of my opponents, the spacing, crowd control, all that stuff that I typically just eat up when it comes to uh, melee combat games and not have to worry about the minutia of my stamina or my uh, mana or any, you know, things, things that are typically associated with, with the uh, Demon Souls and Dark Souls games. So makes total sense. Um, so, uh, double F, uh, 2018, Mr. Fred French, Mr. Mustard, your friend and mine on Twitter says, I like when games give me the option of difficulty. So do I, I used to like challenges when I was younger. Now I just want to play on normal life is frustrating enough. I play games to get, to get a, to get a break from life, but I must admit, I am going to buy Elden Ring. Wish me luck. Yeah. Uh, you and me both, my friend, you and me both need some luck when we, uh, when we both tackle Elden Ring. Uh, Alberto on Twitter says I've played some quote unquote souls born games and Elden Ring is by far the most forgiving. See, I told you, I just, I enjoy the difficulty and I also enjoy it for all the other things it does. I feel like Zelda breath of the wild, dark Souls, and Skyrim were tossed into a blender to get an Elden Ring smoothing. Oh, that's interesting. Um, again, I've only played a little bit of Elden Ring, only like the like the first 10 minutes, and then someone killed me because I jumped off a cliff because someone said there was treasure below. So so I haven't gone back to that yet, but we'll see. We definitely will see. Uh, Joe, uh, what are your thoughts on on, on game difficulty? Uh, are you into the punishing combat, uh, combat or what? It's the game by game, you know, to me, I want to experience the game as the creator of the game wants it to be. And so sometimes I just, uh, I know I've hit, hit walls before trying to play Souls games. I haven't really played these games too much. I've only dabbled in Demon Souls and Dark, in the original Dark Souls. And um, I know playing some From Software games in the past, like Kingsfield on the original PlayStation, I know I kept plugging away at it and um you know obviously i wanted to get beyond the learning curve i wanted to be able to learn the mechanics to get better at the game and so i definitely it's just a case-by-case basis but um if i'm gonna play a game to start out with i'm usually gonna start out on normal i'm gonna you know consider normal as the baseline and then if the game gets too easy i will crank up a game up to hard if i feel like it's uh, too cheesy easy after a while you know i know especially sometimes with game mechanics uh after a while things get super easy especially if you're playing like an arpg or a jrpg on there so sometimes dialing up the difficulty really helps balance out the gameplay a little bit more and so it's going to be a game by game basis depending on uh, what the developer uh, did uh, with the creation of the title on there so cool um and lastly, 
Yeah, but certainly not least, we have our good friend Gerald on Discord who says, I have always enjoyed the Soul game, Souls game games since the beginning. I played all of them, and they can be challenging at times. They're not super difficult, though, once you learn the mechanics of how things work. And also there are ways to summon other players to help you fight whatever boss is kicking your ass. <laughs> I personally like to go through the game without any help on the first playthrough, and then if someone needs help, I can help them by going into their world. So far, Elden Ring is a contender for Game of the Year for me. So much fun, so much exploration. It's it's fun, guys. Get in here and get good. Oh, wow. We, he actually gave us the get good. <laughs> I guess if we don't, he's going to teabag us. Oh, also, regarding the pre-orders of games... I also, I always forget that people still do physical media, especially all the vessels on this Discord. I personally don't. So when a game, so when a game comes out and I want to buy it, I just hit the download button. You guys keep doing you and have a great show. P.S. Sorry for the long answer. Maybe it would be easier just to call in and leave a message. Not sure if that's an option anyway. I'm looking forward to hearing all the answers and the show. You can actually uh, leave a message. Uh, we've had someone leave a message before, so... Yeah, I can add sound bites. So if you want to leave a message, you can send a voice recording to uh, our Gmail account. Uh, Joe, uh, sorry, Kev will give us the information for how you can contact us at the end of the show. Uh, for me, honestly, honestly, I love, like I said before, um, I don't love them, but I can definitely do it. And sometimes when I'm feeling a challenge, I will do them. I've played all of them. And I think, I just think Elden Ring just looks like the most uh approachable out of all of them you know and maybe this will be the beginning of of a new type of soul a souls type game in which uh they kind of work out that challenging you know they work out that challenge level and then it's able to satisfy a lot more people because i do really dislike when when they give you a um you know a a, a super easy mode i think that's you know a super easy mode um Although I can understand why it's necessary, because some people just want to experience the they want to experience the game in the story, so I can understand that uh, as well. So yes. I just think giving more options is, is the best. Yeah, for sure, because you know some people might not have the physical c capacity to be able to play with a particular skill set. You know, you want to give them the ability to still be able to play the game. You know, with accessibility options and whatnot on there. But you know, as long as it's you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like I'm, I'm remembering what Itagaki did with Ninja Gaiden with the whole, like, you know, ninja dog and kind of deriding the player a little bit for uh, playing the the easier difficulties. So uh, I don't know what your feelings about that, Kev, as far as Itagaki and Ninja Gaiden in particular, you know. But Well, I think games, not all games are for everybody. Yeah, that's, that's really what it boils down to. Not all games are for everybody and i appreciate what from software and uh, team ninja when they knew what the hell they were doing with ninja gaiden and and on some of these other studios stick by their guns and say look it, just get good or move on there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> you know this this hobby has such a diverse amount of genres and game types with games with different modes and different uh, ways to play. 
different means of accessing the gameplay, different settings that you can do, you're going to find something that fits you. Okay. And it doesn't mean that you're any less of a gamer. It doesn't mean that you're, that you are delinquent in some way. Case in point, uh, Returnal, stage two continuously kicks my ass, that, that end boss. I have had Returnal since launch, and I cannot get past the second biome because I get I run into the brick wall that is that second level boss. Do you see me getting on Twitter and demanding uh, um, the the studio, the people that made the game? Do you see me on there on Twitter command demanding that they they that they make it easier for me to beat? No. Because it's meant to be a hard-ass game. And this boss is kicking my butt. I'm either going to get good and learn it, or I'm going to move on. I'm And as for me, I'm keeping the game because I, I'm... Returnal is, is just a fantastic uh, action Twitch game that I, I don't see myself ever getting rid of it. And, and my, my old-ass reflexes are just going to have to adapt at some point. You know, at some point, I'm going to beat that level, that level two boss and move on and complete the game. But, you know, not every game is for everybody. And I, like I said, I appreciate these, studi- these studios in this, uh, uh, you know, we got, we, we're, 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 Gamer the, the, in this gamer wuss era that we seem to be in, everybody's got something to complain about. Oh, it's too hard. Oh, it's too easy. Oh, it, it, it's not long enough. Oh, it's too short. It's not. It's too long. Respect my time. It's like enjoy the game. It, there is something out there for you, you know. And if Elden Ring or Souls games or whatever game it is that, that uh, the different titles that are available for you, if the particular one that you're messing with doesn't doesn't float your boat, then there's a there's a wonderful vast world of other games that you can try. That I sure. I've got zero I've got zero respect for these people that want to that want from software to completely change. The, t- the type of games that they have always made and fit the mode to them. Yeah. You know, get good or move on. Okay. You can't wait for a Lego uh, Dark Souls to come around the bend because it's not coming. So, no. Lego Dark Souls would be fun, though. <laughs> so, in any case, <laughs> I know Gerald was also kind of mentioning physical games in there because he's responding to a uh, response to a tweet that you did this last night. So, I don't know if you saw it or not. So, that's why I was mentioning it because I know we responded earlier today. So, on here, I know you were being frustrated because of your GameStop experience. So, oh, that, yeah, yeah, I ordered, <laughs> yeah, I ordered, um, king of fighters special omega collection and uh they canceled it out of the blue because they weren't they weren't they were not able to fulfill the orders and so yeah it's just f GameStop. but you know <laughs> it is what it is 
so, that's probably a general a general rule opinion of yeah so <laughs> i i try i try very hard i try to be that that cool guy and be like hey you know everyone's got it every, every, trying to be for everybody yeah cool no f game stop bye you know i will i will sell games to you and I will whenever you do a double to get my to get my my double points, and then I'll buy game cards or something. <laughs> but that's it. F game stop. Bye. So you're trying to get like a King of Fighters 15 or a different KOF game? No, 15 Omega level. Um, so, so the whole story is since since Joe is on his uh, his sabbatical, his gaming buying sabbatical. I was buying it as a gift for him uh, to congratulate him for for doing this, but I can't do that now because it's it, it's been canceled. So, so and so it makes it so so it's compounded because I was doing it as kind of like you know, you know, hey, you know, this is something you did, so you did you did it. Congratulations, and you weren't able to get it. And this was a game that you really like, a series that you really like, and you liked, you really were like you know. Uh, disappointed that you weren't able to get it but you but you stuck to your guns and that's great but now i can't even give that to him so it's just annoying it was just a very annoying experience from GameStop. that's the thought that counts that i appreciate exactly so it's like it was just crazy but but um yeah king of fighters 15 omega editions only at gamestop and unfortunately they sold out of all editions they obviously had xbox series x versions for a while after the other two versions sold out ps2 ps5 and ps4 but they sold out of that too right now on ebay it's gone for like 160 170 it's just it's king of fighters with uh some lithographs an art book and all of those extra doodads on there in the box yeah. so yeah so but but yeah no love for gamestop and they know why so <laughs> So okay, so uh, so thanks to everyone who took the time to come through. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, whenever you guys do this, please, please continue to do it. Uh, we love you all for it. Um, so our next question, our question for the next uh, episode is: With the recent release of Babylon's Fall, do you have a favorite game that everyone else hated or had a bad opinion on, a bad opinion of uh, Beauty? is definitely in the eye of the beholder. So, so let us know if any any of your favorite games that everyone else uh, straight hated on. I know I'm probably going to have a ton <laughs> regarding for for uh, for Joe, but uh, but yeah, yeah, let us know. Wow. We always love to have these conversations. Again, like like Kevin says, this is a this is a community game uh, community show, and we really want you know our community participation. So thank you again. And with that, that's it. Back to you, Kev. All right. So thanks for, and then thanks for everyone that participated in our our main event this week. I will be shouting you guys out towards the end of the show. But with that, we're going to move on to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be the news. All right, Jabroni Chief, you on deck? All right. We're going to hit things off with a bummer, but probably to be expected a bit. Uh, Halo Infinite developer 343 Industries says it needs, quote-unquote, more time to work on the co-op campaign and forge for Halo Infinite, and that cooperative missions will not be available in May as hoped. The team was keen to stress that while it's making, quote-unquote, great progress on campaign network co-op, 
Uh, and that work on that and Forge has been occurring in parallel to season two work. The reality is that it's going to take more time to land a high quality, full featured four player network co op experience in a massive, wild, wide open world of Halo Infinite, quote unquote. We're also committed to a great two player split screen co op experience on all Xbox consoles from the original Xbox One through Xbox Series X and the non linear, wide open sections of the campaign present present some big challenges for split screen that have taken us more time to solve. Oh, no. All this means that we will not be able to ship campaign network co-op on May 3rd at the start of season two, but we're still aiming to deliver campaign network co-op later in season two and that we will share a release date for that and for split screen co-op as soon as we can. Uh, that said, 343 is has the goal of shipping Forge with season three whenever that starts. Mm-hmm. on there so you know and fortunately there's been a little discussion out there in the community especially in the xbox centric community i know paris was commenting the fact that he was lamenting the fact that the seasons for halo are quote-unquote too long and that they maybe have brought this game out maybe too early on it um they are still working on fixing some things with the game too and uh whatnot they mentioned something about you know we want to deliver great experience to all of you while keeping a healthy work-life balance the team added so on there so obviously Mm -hmm. i mean i guess uh, they want to make sure and using healthy work-life balance as an excuse possibly um still continue to work on this game so i mean uh yeah, I I think Kevin will probably say, and I don't want to take words out of your mouth, Kevin, but you kind of reap what you sow a bit with <laughs> this, and I think they're under pressure to get something out. And uh, I haven't gone back to play the um, play the campaign on this game or play the multiplayer, but you know, definitely let us know out there for you um, Xbox more centric uh, listeners on there what you think of Halo Infinite so far, and if you feel it if you know, what's out there right now is worthy of the experience at the moment. So any thoughts, Kevin, on this? I mean, I'm going through the, the halo series beginning with, uh, well, it started with the uh, reach and I'm at combat evolved. I'm going, it's going really slow because, you know, other things are taking the lion's share of my game time. By the time I get around to Halo Infinite, I don't think the game will be done then. This this ain't got nothing to do with home life, with balancing your 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 employees' mental health and all that stuff. It, it's like, look, if you don't know if you don't know what game development entails, then then you didn't do you you didn't do yourself any due diligence before you got into the industry. I mean, go work go work at an animation studio or uh, some kind of marketing firm and do commercials and animations and logos and stuff like that. But but guess what? You'll probably find that you've got benchmarks and schedules and uh, time time sensitive projects that you need to do there it it it's it's what i don't know man i have i have zero i the the older i get the less patience i have for excuse makers 
I mean, I mean, for real, for real. And, and it, 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 if you don't know what, what, how busy or how difficult game development is by now, this ain't those commercials in the 90s where there's somebody's telling you to tighten up level five while you're holding the, the, the Genesis gamepad. Game development <laughs> is not like that. It never was. And if you don't have an idea of that by now, then then you haven't been paying attention. Find something else to do. For real. This game never should have launched when it did. It should have it should have launched when it was ready. I can I can I can understand not having Forge being available because it sounded like they were trying to do something a little bit different, a little bit more in in depth and involved with uh, Forge, given the uh, stronger hardware that they were going to be able to work with. But the fact that it doesn't even have co-op, come on, that, no. And then they're going to say, oh, well, it's not going to be ready. Now, it's bad management. It's it's poor. I don't know what's going on at 343. There's probably some people that are more, who actually care about the series, who would have a better idea of what's actually going on, but I'm I'm just tired of the excuses. You know, y'all y'all rushed it, and this is what you get. <laughs> and what's so funny is that the same people that are now saying that, well, gee, maybe they should have waited. The same people that were saying, hey, when we had Craig 1.0, well, this is the type of Halo I want to see. Yeah. This is the type of game I want to play. Dude, you can't have it both ways, bruh. You're high on that You either want quality. I mean, I get it. I mean, you you know, you you want your game chairs. You want your custom 3090s sent to you. I understand that. Don't hate the don't hate the player, hate the game. I get it. But when you co-sign trash, you tend to get trash. I'm I mean, and I'm not calling Halo Infinite trash necessarily, but compared to what the people that actually care about Halo are saying, this is trash. Yeah, this is the direct tweet from Paris at Vicious696 of Gamertag Radio. Uh, didn't think I'd be saying this, but here's the truth. Halo Infinite should have been delayed to lessen the gap for future content. Lack of campaign co-op, lack of forge, lack of multiplayer modes, battle pass issues, strong launch, but the season is simply too long. Just my two cents. Hey, you know what? And... It wasn't just him. It was a whole bunch of other people that were that were saying, "Damn, this looks great." I don't know what other people are saying. This, you know, I. It doesn't need co-op, and then you know they'll get it done because why? Because it's part of Game Pass, and you can work on the game after you launch it, and you can build it as you go. Just like I started, just like I mentioned before, giving you the shell and you fill it up over time. Well, this is this is what you get when you do it that way. Yeah. And some responses in the thread that said, what's crazy, this is after a year-long delay. Then they rushed it out a month early. Damn, can I get a new map, a new gun? <laughs> Damn, anything? I'd settle for a simple roadmap. Xbox as a whole has been way too quiet this year. So, mm-hmm. But you got Game Pass. It's all good. There you go. Play these, yeah. play these two-year-old games and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, they do. They have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy this month, so they got something to play. So. There you go. Mm-hmm. Play yeah. games and shit up. Um, I know also, too, uh, the Halo Infinite lead multiplayer designer Andrew Witz announced his departure from 343 as of yesterday. Uh, this is as of Friday, March the 4th on there. So he has they left can't the, get it together. Yeah. They can't get it together. They can't get it together. I mean, I have a 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 proposal. I have an in, this is a what if this is a show enough. What if what if. Microsoft took some of that, what is it, uh, how many billions of dollars they used to buy Activision? 70-something. 70-something billion. And let's say that they put, I don't know, $1 billion into 343, getting them properly staffed, getting them the type of talent that they need to actually get a title like Halo Infinite on track to fulfill and surpass the legacy that the series has already has laid out so far. I wonder if that would have been money better spent. Possibly, but you're kind of dealing with really and truly if if people were still working on halo bungie should be really working on halo and bungie doesn't obviously want to do, you know be in the studio cranking out more halos in this case it's almost like you you know you're going going out and watching like uh you know cool and the gang and everyone left the original lineup except for one guy or something <laughs> on there and mm. it's like you know, i mean yeah basically I they, they, they still sing celebration they still bang on all those hits but guess what you know it's like all the people that created the magic are long since left left the building on there so you get kind of left with an intellectual IP there that is left to other people to maintain and kind of, you know, move forward. And obviously there's so much pressure in the position of having to maintain such a uh, high profile franchise that uh, definitely some missteps have been done. I mean, through the uh, end of the 360 era, beginning of the Xbox One era, obviously Microsoft was like, you know, basically a, a smoking a husk of a company at that time. And it's just amazing that out of this husk, after the launch of Halo 5, that, you know, it's taken them this long to create a, a simple sequel to you know, that game on there and uh it's just uh you know i i want to see them succeed because i think that'd be great for the franchise and for people that love and enjoy halo but you know obviously you know the people cranking out you know witch queen are the basically the even even destiny and bungie uh how they're construed right now are way different than the bungie from way back when so see that's not an excuse or anymore because yeah, explain God of War 2018 to me. Explain like you know comics, you know. A, it, yeah, a, a bunch there, of things. Different creative teams kind of move in and move out with certain properties. You know, X Men, Batman, Superman, and so I know some runs are bad. Uh, Desmond could know can attest to this. I could attest mm-hmm. to this being a comics fan. But once you get someone in there uh, that is just on a creative. Uh, 
spree on there and bring something new to the franchise, you could definitely take it like an old IP and spruce it up and kind of add to the lore. And so that's what they definitely need. They just need someone to come in that has a great artistic vision and then be able to roll with it. And then unfortunately, because Master Chief's on like, you know, your bag of Doritos on your, you know, monster energy drinks and whatnot, you know, you know, there's a lot of stuff. It's just, you know, I hate to say it's just pablum in a way. It's just, I, I want I want the whoever's working on Halo to you know have a vision and roll with it and have the but wherewithal and the. I think they do have a vision. I think the vision is not the problem; it's the execution. Yeah, you know, I think that's the main problem that we're seeing right now is 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 people have, I think people have visions of what they want to do, and either they're too grandiose or they need an editor or something needs to happen. But at the, but at the end of the day, these people need to make money, and yeah. and Phil is like, look. You know, we got to sell these consoles. Yo, we got to, we, we, you know, we got to get no, this. We got to sell this service. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's, that's what we got to no, no, At first, at first, at first it was, we got to, at first it was, we got to sell these consoles. Now it's, we got to sell this service because we don't put all our eggs in this one basket. So y'all need to step it up or, or, or get, or get out of the way is what is really what it comes down to. You know, and Im- so, imagine what some of that Activision money could have done to secure the talent the skills the people with the skill sets to put this game on track to where it needs to be where it needed no, to be agreed agreed 100 i think kevin i think kevin honestly hit the nail on the head that thing it just yeah like they, they were i think they were just too busy trying to trying to sell um games pass game pass because it's that's that's what they're that's where they're at that's 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 what they want to do it's like games pass game pass game pass game pass you know and so the games that the games that that put them on the map are 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 secondary now to the service and that's bad that's how come they can do this stuff you know you know and they could be like oh we'll just we'll just we'll just bring whatever out we can and not giving these people enough time to do what they need to do you know and it's uh, just making promises you know that ain't that ain't that ain't there it's, promises it's a sad promises. thing it's just a sad thing right there. like like i have no love for halo i have no hate for halo i just think that it's just one of those games that's just a victim a victim of its own success and then and then having it prop up prop you know be prop up the the whole microsoft thing and that that be the thing and have these people so you know these 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 fans be just so like like you know deriding that it's just like you know oh craig that, that we want to like that looks awesome and then and then have people come out and say oh no no that's not what it's supposed to look like oh oh yeah yeah it, it needs to be, yeah it needs to be better now yeah yeah they're gonna make it awesome it's like come on just just be honest with yourself about this whole thing be honest it's it's okay ain't no one gonna ain't no one gonna be mad at you if you're if you're honest you know, and they don't, and and they're not living up to the potential that 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 you want for them. It's fine. It really is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Phil not, may not want to join their their party sessions on Xbox Live anymore if they do that, though. So, not Phil. Phil's no. Phil will come in, and Phil will. Phil will. You know, gaming Jesus will be like, "Hey, everybody, how you doing? You know, <laughs> how's that? Here's that chair treating you. Yeah, okay." <laughs> And then people will be like, "Damn, he'll bring up that chair again." I guess I can't say shit about him because he don't bring on bought me a chair, you know. So I don't know. It's just, it's just it, at this point, it's just comedy. It really is at this point. It's just comedy. It's just like, okay, 
you know, Bill done, Bill's over here talking. So, okay. Like that chair guy? Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? What? Uh, it's gonna, it's, 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 it's not, this is not gonna come out. Oh, damn it. Remember that chair, though? It's comfy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, it's fine. All right. Sure. Walk the walk and talk the talk. That's, That's mean. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> but I just keep thinking that. I just keep honestly thinking that. It's like, and I just say that, and, and the funny thing about it is, like, y'all can sit there and say, like, you know, we're hating on Xbox, but Sony does the same exact thing. Like, they're all oh, the same. Yeah. You know, they are all the same. It's just, I just think Sony is just fun, is more funny about it. You know, for me personally, I think Sony is just more funny about it. You know, Sony is just kind of like, well, it's going to be what it's going to be, y'all. Bye. <laughs> oh, especially with the upgrades and stuff sometimes. They, yep. they get their hand like slapped a bit, you know, and so they go back and they backtrack, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Because to me, honestly, I seriously, and that whole thing about like, you know, making, making, you know, backpat and, and, and stuff free and free upgrades and shit like that, I honestly believe. If 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 Xbox hadn't said if Phil hadn't said Xbox had to said some shit, Sony or Sony would have been like, sorry y'all, <laughs> buy a PS5 when you can. See you later. <laughs> you know, but they're trying to keep up with Phil and said, damn it, Phil, why you gotta say some shit like fine, okay. Kumbaya. Okay, fine, fine, we'll do it. Damn it, Phil. You know, <laughs> that's what's happening. Well, I mean, that's that's what happens when you have competition. You know, exactly. when your competitor when your competitor's doing something that you that you should or could have been i, I mean I, I think a whole lot of that although too <laughs> is the legacy of the ps3 just continuously b- biting sony in the ass even in by even at yeah because of that damn cell processor you know it's you know now is, is it possible that 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 that's all bunk and they're just saying that to get people to shut up about it sure that's possible Probably. But you know w- what is what is known is that that cell processor, that chipset that supported that cell, is was just such a different beast than the the uh, what do they call it the PC? I forget what the Xbox chipset was called back then, but it was more in line with traditional PC setups at the time. Then and the the PS3's chipset was just so freaking foreign. That's why your third party games didn't run as well, because the learning curve for that chipset was much higher than it was for the 360. So, but again, you know, I'm just done. I'm just done with the excuses. You know, regardless, you know, regardless of the company, regardless of whatever. Three four three. Whether it's three four three, whether it's you know Sony doing backwards compatibility, whether it's whatever, I'm just done. I'm just kind of done with the excuses, you know. Put that put that seventy billion trillion quadrillion. I mean, when you get to the levels like that, you're talking monopoly money in my mind, anyway. Yeah. So right. put that people. to better use for the studios that you've got and get them running efficiently. Instead of buying buying a publisher that was going to give you the same games you were going to get anyway, but you know that's a whole other subject. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I do have some other news, so let's kind of move it move it along here. And the next thing I want to talk about 
is um, a new um, version in the series of Pokemon was announced over the last weekend. So Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are on their way. They're coming to Switch later this year. Game Freak uh, is revealed a new entry in the Pokemon series. It's coming out worldwide in late 2022 on the Switch on there. Um, It's going to be an open world adventure, so they are kind of not dissimilar to the later era of Pokemon titles on here. We I know they're basing it out of like Spain and Portugal as far as the inspiration uh, for the game. And so they did show the starter Pokemon, which you have a grass type, a fire type, and a water type. Um, Normal stuff. Yep. So grass type is named Sprigatito (laughs) on here, which is a capricious attention-getting grass cat Pokemon, which is Desmond's starter. uh, You know, starter, of course. Uh, Fire type... uh, Pui Coco, uh, which is a laid-back fire croc Pokemon that does things at its own pace. Looks just and, like Joe, so, so that'll probably be Joe's starter. And <laughs> last but not least, trying Donald to stay duck. on cue over here, Quaxley, a water-type duck who is an earnest and tidy duckling Pokemon. So. He looks just like Donald Duck, no less. Yes. No pants. No pants. Yes. He has his, all he has on is a big old floppy hat. So I think it looks fantastic. They showed they showed the um, the little bit of the region. It it's it's kind of looking like they're taking a note from um, uh, Pokemon Legends. So I'm I'm excited to see what it looks like, what it's going to be like. I I I'm excited. This this uh, day one, I'm probably gonna buy Scarlet. Because red is my favorite color, so that means it's all you to get violet, uh, Joe. So, and then uh, we could whoop the crap out of each other. So I, I can't wait. I think it's going to be fantastic. I hope. Anyway. Yeah. So I know some people are kind of lamenting the fact that um, they want the uh, Pokeball um, capturing to kind of be the same as Arceus. Uh, yeah, uh, it might be just back to the old menu-based throwing the Pokeball in this one. So we'll see. I hope that it's not. I, I again, I am very hopeful that it is a, it, it is going to be more like, um, uh, Arceus. I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. So until I see actual gameplay, um, I, I don't know. I'm just yeah. going to. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna bask in the glory that hopefully we will get a really good one, <laughs> and it'll be okay. So you were gonna say something, Kev? Oh, actually, that was my question. Oh, has have they shown gameplay of of these two, of this no. new entry yet? Not really. No, no. It's just mostly, uh, we'll see what I've seen. Unless you, unless you tell me something different, Jill. All I've seen is, uh, is pictures of the region, and the region looks really nice. The 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 kids look really cool. I really think. I mean, some people were saying that the 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 starters look kind of uninspiring. Although the crocodile seems to be the one that looks the best or the most unique. Uh, the other two people, well, the other two, they were saying like, okay, they're they're little. It's like a, basically a, a green cat and a and like Donald Duck. So um, you always you generally t- tend to wait to see what the second and third evolutions are going to be and what a subtype they're probably going to be. Um, 
So I think personally, I think it's going to be a a grass. I think the cat's going to be a grass dark type, and I think the uh, the crocodile is going to be a fire rock type, which would be interesting. And the water is most likely will be a water flying type, but who knows? Again, I am excited, and and I just want to see what is going to happen. Uh, we so. definitely need to go back to Arceus too. I haven't played in a few weeks since i purchased it so mm-hmm. since the it's been like a month almost so yeah it has been i need to go back to it too you know, and know there's a new update for it as well so for pokemon fans i know that was part of the announcements too this past weekend because it was pokemon day mm-hmm. i believe on saturday or sundays on there but we'll have to see what the new combat's going to be i know uh, going back looking at some of the screenshots that um looks like it's going to go back to the old style menu based combat which you know, I, people... i'm trying not to like stop it joe i'm trying to be very excited and happy about this still be excited come on i know i know so All right could be fun good deal i'm excited for so you buying scarlet then right oh yeah day one day one all right you got it maybe i'll have to get the twin pack so Huh? Yeah. Save some money. Sounds good. All right. Next game I want to talk about that kind of came out of the blue. It was like uh, announced a while ago, but the House of the Dead remake is on its way. There was a release date trailer released this past week, um, and it's coming out on April the 7th on there. So this is coming out for the Switch on here, and um, this is a remake of Sega's uh, 1997 classic Rail shooter uh it's been updated with some new visuals controls two-player local co-op a photo mode and achievements on here so it seems like a lot of stuff uh forever entertainment the same group that um worked on the panzer dragoon reboot and also is currently working on the front mission one and two for square enix um basically are the ones behind this so uh, you know it's good that these uh this particular studio seems like they have the cachet enough to be able to revive these old ips so we'll have to see there you know one thing that a lot of people have a question about is how is the controls going to work are we going to have a gun peripheral obviously with the lcd and and oled and modern tv technology it can't be to where we're going to have a light gun um, attachment so we'll have to see whether they do a reticle thing or how they're going to handle it maybe with the joy cons and kind of take it from there we'll see how this is going to come out but i know that they also are slated to um also work on house of the dead 2 as well whenever that's going to be unveiled as well so any excitement for house of the dead coming back guys nope i wasn't <laughs> a really sorry i'm sorry i wasn't a big house of the dead fan sorry i like I mean, it I liked I liked House of the Dead in the arcade. I thought it was okay. For me though, is I, I'm I'm going to need the kitten caboodle. I, I need the gun. Yeah. See, why, why wouldn't you have the gun? I mean, that's 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 the selling point. Mm-hmm. I need a gun I mean, peripheral. I don't, even if it's something that you just slip your Joy-Con in. Uh, that would be dope. And just though, use actually. it and use it that way. Uh, I I I need the I need the whole kitten caboodle. I'm I. I don't want to use use the pro controller to move a cursor around the screen. It, it something is just lost when you don't have the the pistol in your hand. 
particularly if you remember playing this this game in the arcade like I do. So, yeah. Plus, I've got, like, um, what's the name of that game? It's Vampire. What, Vampire, Vampire Night? Vampire, Vampire Night. Night. Yeah, I've got Vampire Night, and that thing comes with a gun. Uh, of See. course, it was PS2, and it was, you know, uh, uh, tube-based technology, so it could it could duplicate that. But by the way, that gun was super super good. Uh, it took up two ports on your PS2, but uh, it, it was con, it was yeah. super accurate. That gun con was super accurate. Uh, I said net con, yeah, gun con. Yeah, so. yeah. Hey, I'm about so. to bust mine out. I, you know, our, our mutual friend Nick uh, gifted me with a CRT, so I forgot I'm sitting on a CRT in my game room actually, so mm-hmm. I could hook that bad boy up and I could. You know, I could play all these games if I want to play some Time Crisis or something. So you should. You know, I know that there are PC light guns out there. I know I've watched a video with it, but I don't know whether you know it'd be a, a good time if maybe a console manufacturer came up with a uh, uh, something. I know the Sending gun is the one that's uh, been used on the PC and on the Raspberry Pi on there that kind of uses like a mouse technology a little bit and i know some people out there it's like it was a a kickstarter on there so hopefully nintendo will work on you know maybe bringing this out you know i've i've watched some people playing um virtua cup on emulator on using the sendin uh uh light gun on pc and it looks pretty badass so you know i will I will take that and put that in my veins on there, but we're old gamers, so Mm. we'll see on there. So we'll we'll report further if we hear of a gun con peripheral uh, for the Joy-Cons, possibly. So, All right, and then other news that kind of came out of the blue, but Capcom announced that they are introducing some free next-generation updates for both Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil 7. And these updates are coming for both the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S. All three games will be giving the upgrade treatment, including ray tracing, high frame rate, and 3D audio. PlayStation 5 players will also experience haptic feedback with the DualSense controller. Anyone that already owns the games will be able to upgrade for free, be it for the PS4 or the PS5 upgrade option or via Xbox Smart Delivery, quote-unquote, uh, PC players will also be able to download a free upgrade patch as well on there. So, and I think this was done just for the fact that I know um, that covering Capcom in the past, they said that their back catalog gets them a lot of aftermarket sales, and these games are still selling years and years on. And I'm thinking they're spiffing these games up for the simple fact of being able to sell them further on the digital stores and to be able to yeah. profit off them further, which is great to me. You know, if, if uh, Capcom wound up on Game Pass for whatever reason, you know, I don't know as far as they were going to make all these choices on there. But uh, I'm, you know, these games are all on my backlog. I know, Kevin, you've played quite a bit of Resident Evil 7. Is this something that you might revisit uh, all three of these games possibly? Well, I never did play two and three, um, the the remakes. Or I'm sorry, the remake for two. And I always intended to get around to it, but never did. 
never got around to the, uh, the third one, but I finished Resident Evil 7, and that was a lot of fun. Would I am I going? Would I go back and replay the game after all this stuff is added to it? It depends on what what I'm doing. <laughs> it depends on what games are out. Yeah, um, of course. You know, right now our our front log, much less our backlog, are quite packed. Yeah, that is true. My dance card is booked. Mm-hmm. But it's great for uh, people that haven't played these games yet, or if if you really enjoy these games enough and want to circle back and play them again. I think. Um, I'm welcoming any uh, game developer that wants to go back and get some more attention on your product, you know, bring, bring these uh, upgrades about, make them free and, you know, enjoy the back catalog sales for sure. So, right. So next kind of brief news story, kind of sad in a way, you know, we don't get usually political on this podcast, but um uh, GSC Game World has announced that um, Stalker 2 Heart of Chernobyl has been paused as far as the development. And because uh, if you are not aware, CS, GSC, excuse me, Game World is based out of the Ukraine. And so obviously they are not focused on developing this game right now. Um, they have evacuated uh ukraine uh they're looking to keep their family safe at this time and so i know this game was scheduled for release in december on both pc and xbox series x and s on here and um, unfortunately this game's development is probably going to be paused and we will probably not know when it will be coming out in the future so you know hopefully things will kind of calm down there and things will get uh quote unquote back to normal but we'll have to see uh, what they stated is that uh, the previous week was ages ago they stated our country is forced to fight for its existence again seems like this is the price of freedom so you know basically that's what they said game development shifted to the sidelines well we will definitely continue after the victory glory to ukraine on here so we'll have to see what happens but if you're looking forward to stalker 2 just be aware that uh, you know not going to come anytime soon, probably. So, okay. All right, and then don't want to end things on a bummer out there, but um, you know, Steam Deck did come out this past week. There's a lot of impressions, which you can you know check YouTube and uh, some of the um, people out there giving overall impressions of the Steam Deck. But I know they even showed. Uh, Good old Gaben out there, uh, Gabe Newell out there hand delivering some units out in the Seattle general suburbs on there, like, you know, um, signing some cases that he wound up, uh, whoever he brought the Steam decks out to, he gave them out for free. So even if you like signed up and were planning on paying your like 650 to get your Steam deck, he did uh, hand out free Steam decks for people going door to door. So, you know, well, that's <laughs> nice. It's kind of cool. But yeah, um, I, saw, I saw some of the pictures of him coming up and looking. He's lost a lot of weight. I was like, go on, sir. You know, I was like, what? It was very funny. It looked yeah. kind of scary, too. So I was like, what the hell? Because he had a hat on and stuff. And he was kind yeah. of yeah. Yeah. You know, face, obviously like, wearing a mask and uh, having that big old long beard underneath the mask. So. Yeah, it was kind of. Mm, but but yeah, I think it's kind of cool. I mean, like if you're going to do something, you know, do that, I guess. <laughs> 
Uh, Valve has said um, right now that production of its new portable gaming PC will be in a quote-unquote in the hundreds of thousands by next month on there. So they said they are ramping up production on there um, as it continues to um, get over the initial supply chain issues on here. And so very quickly we'll be in the tens of thousands of units produced. By the second month we'll be in the hundreds of thousands and beyond all that it'll grow even quicker on here so and so for the, those of you out there that are still facing an ambiguous after q2 time slot valve says it will soon be updating that window to become more granular and clearer as far as when they expect your pre-order to come through on here but uh, they didn't per se state how many uh, people received their steam decks already but they said they're very happy with the numbers and we're great to see that demand is there it helped us to determine our production schedules to meet demand especially as we expand to other regions we're all super excited really pleased with the numbers and really excited to get uh getting these into people's hands on here so um we'll have to see you know, basically what's going on but i know that the steam deck i think the biggest negative on it so far is that the battery life if you're intending on using it portably might be uh kind of in the i don't know if it's bad as a sega game gear and a turbo express or a sega nomad but <laughs> it's not like well, you don't grab, know. grab six like you know see batteries or something to throw it in there but uh, i know that they stated that you can go in and modify things if needed to run a more uh uh less power intensive playthrough including limiting frames and so on and so forth so on there uh, my my particular pre-order is q2 so i'm not stuck like after q2 like others so we might might be giving some impressions sooner than later on it. Uh, any thoughts, you guys, on you know the same deck coverage you've seen, or any changes to think of uh, something that uh, might be a device for you per se? Uh, not for me. I'm 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 waiting to hear what reviews are going to be, um, and I'm probably most likely going to see how yours fares and how you have it. Like I'm really, for me, I really want to touch it and look at it and see it and and see like how how the frame rate looks, how how it processes the game. Like I want to see how that looks before I put my money in. For one, I am not. Well, I'm not going to say I'm not, but I'm I'm very rarely am I an early adopter for stuff like this. So I'm just gonna just gonna take a wait and see approach and uh, see what happens. That's that's mine. You know, I don't know about you, Kev, but that's that's for me right now. I can't. I just can't bring myself to buy it just, you know, or put my money down just yet. Yeah. Uh, also, Bungie was banning people who are trying to play Destiny 2 on the Steam Deck just without using me. without using Windows. I, I, no, I, I did not understand. I, I did not. I, I don't if you if you know joe please let us know oh, I, I definitely know i didn't bring it up but if you guys want to talk about that yeah basically what happened with that is that there's no way right now because it uses easy cheat as far as uh, destiny 2 on steam and easy cheat is an anti-cheat program on here and there's no support for that on the steam deck so basically oh, bungie is stating that why. if if they see that you're playing on the Steam Deck, they know that you have bypassed the Easy Cheat software, and then therefore, they're going to ban you not for the fact of running it on Steam Deck. They're going to ban it for the fact that you have bypassed Easy Cheat, basically. So. Okay, so they're trying to basically keep you from cheating. Yeah, because obviously, if you've been, gone past 
easy cheat, mm. then it's the point that you might go into your vault and do all sorts of crazy stuff on here. So their statement basically said that um, uh, on they released a statement on Destiny 2's help page emphasizing that the game is not supported for play on the Steam Deck or any system utilizing Steam Play's Proton unless Windows is installed and running. So if you don't know, Steam Play's Proton OS is a Linux-based OS on here. So the statement goes on to say players who attempt to launch Destiny 2 on the Steam Deck through Steam OS or Proton will be unable to enter the game and will be returned to their game library after a short time. Uh, Bungie closes the statement mm -hmm. by warning players if they do try to bypass Destiny 2's incompatibility on the Steam Deck, they will be met with a game ban on here. So, so they just interpret that as an attempt to cheat, regardless yes, of whether or not correct. it is. That's still kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's so, but if you're running Windows on your Steam Deck, you can still play it. Correct. It sounds like to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, the whole thing with Steam Deck, I, I'm seeing people, I don't know if people are using the Steam Deck the way it was intended. I see a lot of people showing, you know, oh, this is how, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn looks, and this is how, you know, uh, the, I, I was only able to get uh, Cyberpunk 2077 to run at, you know, 20, 28 and a half frames, and it, I don't think this thing was designed to play the latest and greatest. I, I, I really don't. I think this thing, to me, and I'm no techie, but the more I hear about it, the more I've seen, I think this thing was designed to run your your PS4 and below level games, PS4 and, and Xbox One type-ish uh, era games, okay. Probably run your PS3, Xbox 360 games pretty good. And run your, your older games like great your your uh what would you call the your uh emulators like fantastic i don't think it, this thing was intended to be a, a 3090 in your hands no i mean if it's the base units like 400 bucks obviously you're not going to get a 3090 or well I, i'm i'm being facetious when i say that yeah. but i'm seeing a lot of people saying complaining about the frames that they're not that well i'm not getting the frames i expected it's like well what did you expect yeah your i'm not even are... i'm not even technically sound and i could tell by the guts of that thing you aren't going to get that thing to run 20 uh cyberpunk in those 60 frames per second yeah it's not part... going <laughs> you know I... part of my thoughts on the device too is i was been really debating okay what am i going to really do with this um, am i better off buying a gaming laptop for the money i'm spending on the steam deck uh, am i better off spending the 650 uh, plus the price of the dock to go in and just invest in a gaming desktop instead of getting a new desktop pc and so i definitely want to hear uh you guys's opinions out there i know especially for more pc centric gamers on the discord gerald and of course, uh, also uh, Will, Will D, of course, you know, what's your opinion? I know this is a pretty cool device and I'm going in 
more like it'd be kind of cool to mess around with it and to have it and make it more accessible. But the same way, it's like, if I'm going to game on PC, I'm going to game on PC no matter what. And more than likely, I'm going to play it more as a docked to a monitor versus playing it portably on the go. You know, I don't play my Switch on the go. So I'm just, I'm still debating whether the 650 is, you know, well worth my investment or whether I take the whole like oh i gotta get the latest and greatest tech and just decide to and maybe invest in a different device so. well i'll put it to you this way i i went on pc part pickers just for poops and giggles uh 3090 is commanding 3500 dollars just for Oof. the card 20 series cards are bouncing between 16 and 1800 so, <laughs> I mean, you know, if you want to go, I mean, if you want to go maybe a little bit less than that, I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming that prices are inflated throughout the line, the lineup of NVIDIA and AMD cards. So, you know, if you're it. Would that money go bet under normal circumstances? If you were thinking, yes, I want to run the latest and greatest, that five six hundred would be better spent in uh, going toward a desktop. But mm, yeah, because I'm, I'm running a, <laughs> a GeForce GTX 1070 right now. That's what I'm running. So. Yeah, like I, Desmond I, even I has that. a better processor than I do, you know, as far as a GPU. So yeah, well, really. We've got the same one. As long as I can run my Double Dragon fan-made games, I don't even care. I, I don't care. And that's you know, I, I I can I can run my uh my High Moon Transformers games at sixty frames per second. I'm good. Yeah, but that's why I'm looking at Steam. I'm not trying to run Elden Ring on it. it latest and greatest. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm playing Lost Ark. Look looks great on it. I got other installed games. And they're bound to run great. So these are the same type of games I think will run great on the Steam Deck as well. So that's the reason yeah. why. You know, I mean, for for me, it would be just I would, but for me, the only thing that that I the only reason that I would get it is that I would it would have to be like a simpler solution to playing my fan made beat 'em ups and my Steam games on you know and just running it on uh, connecting it to my TV. It would have to be like I don't want to have to go through the rigmarole, the same the same thing that I do on a PC to run uh, Double Dragon. If I have to do that on the Steam Deck, then there's no sense of me buying it. it you know, it, it would have to simplify that process. Not that the process is difficult, but it would have to do something to make it more console-like. And I don't really know if they're going to go through that type of length for fan-made content or for enthusiast-level content that's not maybe part of a bigger emulation pack or program setup. You know, yeah, I, I don't uh, know if they're going to do that or not. I've been paying attention a little bit, and um, I think it's going to be better for people that maybe don't want to dive into emulation on the PC level, on the Windows level, and want because they could write to the Steam Deck because it's one specific machine and everyone has the same machine. And so, therefore, the emulators that are out there, that setting 
emulators up for Steam Deck are really easy. So, I mean, there's even emulators out there uh, that play Switch games. <laughs> and uh, they noticed, like, some of the main streamers for Steam Deck and for emulation, their videos about Switch emulation on the Steam Deck kind of disappeared off YouTube a bit after being posted. So I Nintendo wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why, too. I think Nintendo and it was like, might. get up, get on out. <laughs> yep. So that's another thing, too, because, I mean, from the footage I saw of some of the, the Switch games being played, like, you know, um, I saw Pokemon uh, Arceus, like, you know, Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, playing in, like, pretty good fidelity, almost like one-to-one -one even better than the Switch. So it's like... Okay. That's funny. Well, <laughs> I think know? Steam Deck is going to definitely open up a whole bunch of doors for, for different things um and hey you know uh, again if you're gonna get it i'll definitely will take a look at yours joe um and then yep. once i get a little bit more information about it you know then i'll think then i'll then, I'll, then i will contemplate buying it yeah maybe i'll have to wait to get it and i'll come over for a weekend visit yeah deck it, it up, up man yep look it up, up to the look it up to the tv and see how it looks yep but cool all right that's news for this episode all right, all right. So <clears throat> before we move into our contacts and closing out the show, I wanted to shout out those who participated in our main event. So special thank yous go out to Crucial Chase, Double F, uh, That Shafi, and Gerald, uh, as well as Alberto for participating in our uh, question of the week, our main event question of the week. And as I always say, without, we really do appreciate the interaction that we get, not, not just for our main event questions on our show, but also the interaction that we get on our community there on Discord. I'll be sharing how to uh, join up with our community there shortly. But again, there's a lot of things you could be doing, a lot of shows you could be listening to, but we appreciate the fact that you took some time out uh, to interact with us through our main events and through our Discord channel. So special thank you to you all. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you want to use. If you've heard something you want to respond to or if you yourself would like to be a part of the show, and apparently if you want to leave a message, uh, I, I didn't even know <laughs> Gmail had that functionality. So y'all out of the tech loop I am. <laughs> yeah. You want to uh, send uh, an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter page at gamingvessels at G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. On, on Twitter, uh, that's also where you're going to find our link to our Discord server, which I highly encourage you to join. There is no waiting period, no testing. We're not going to ask for a blood sample or anything. You just click the link in on off our Twitter page or whatever podcast aggregate you use to download this show, and you're automatically a part of our community where you will find a number of people enjoying games, having their own various opinions, and unlike uh, social media in 2022, it is not a dumpster fire. We are not an echo chamber, but you have a wide variety of opinions about gaming that you can share with very nice, very friendly people. And you can even join 
our game nights that take place uh, Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I believe that's the correct time, Des? Yep. That is yes. it. That yeah. is it. So be sure, to, if you can, to join up on our Discord uh, voice channel for our game night. doesn't matter what you're playing, what platform you're playing on. You'll be able to uh, yuck it up with us on Thursday evening, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, um, I'd like to go ahead and um, game night thank for everyone that showed up. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, Kevin. Uh, no, John BT, I want to give shout out to Surgeon Fire, Jason, and also Crucial Chase, who hung out with us the whole entire time. In fact, he streamed us live on Twitch, and there's a video of us uh, playing Lost Ark. In fact, I'll share my screen for a little bit on there, so it's on chase's stream of playing mass effect so it's kind of stream within the stream so but uh it's pretty crazy <laughs> kudos kudos for everyone that showed up um we do have a contest coming up which we'll talk about next episode we'll also get out before next game night as well we're giving out three uh, free copies of risk of rain one and two for playstation 4 because that's one of the games i think will lend itself well to uh, some good multiplayer gameplay for game night so so we'll give you all the deets about uh how to win that on there and we'll you know table this so i just want to promote this as much as possible because i enjoy you know carving some time out to play some games so indeed indeed so individually we have our own social media accounts I can be found at Twitter at Shonuff71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I can be found at Shonuff7. Same spelling with the number 7 at the end. Xbox Live, I am Shonuff071. Same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am Shonuff71. Same spelling as originally. And my Switch friend code is 7658-2155-3309. So, Des, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? All right, everybody. You can always find me on Twitter at the Nemo Six. That's T H E N E M O S I X. You can find me on PlayStation, Steam, and Xbox Live at Nemo Tigger. That's N E M O T G G R. And my Nintendo friend code is five two eight zero six six seven four four five one nine. And as always, if you contact us, please let us know how you found out about us, uh, missing the show or something, because we want to talk to people, not bots. Uh, Joe, how can folks find you, buddy? They can find me on Twitter, Jaberni Chief, um, J A B R O N I C H I E F. I am commonly on Twitter, forwarding contest entries mm-hmm. and you know, talking and commenting and whatnot. Um, I'm also on Discord, of course. Uh, so join the Gaming Vessels Discord. I'm Jaberni Chief 9283 on Discord, uh, PSN Steam. I'm just known as Jaberni Chief. Xbox Jabroni Chief 374 and my Nintendo friend code is 4712-5953-1409. I'd like to give also a thanks because I did win a copy of Elden Ring from one of my contest entries. So, so uh, WASD Podcast is the one that is sending a free copy of Elden Ring plus some t-shirts my way. So I am much appreciative and if you have a chance, go out and listen to their show. So. Nice, nice. So that is going to bring episode 161 to a close. For Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. 
the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer stepdaddy. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who is the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. I am Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite. Purple black black, y'all. <laughs> and, mm. and we we will be back next week. I don't know why. I'm amped. I'm amped. No more lethargy. I'm amped. Purple bling bling, y'all. Y'all. Peace. <laughs> so we will, we will be back with episode 162 in your ears next week. Peace. 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 Mm -mm. Sorry. <laughs>